The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the fifth chapter. Jesus said, You have heard that it was said to those of old, You shall not murder, and whoever murders will be liable to judgment. But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Whoever insults his brother will be liable to the council, and whoever says, You fool, will be liable to the hell of fire. So if you are offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother, and then come and offer your gift. Come to terms quickly with your accuser while you are going with him to court, lest your accuser hand you over to the judge and the judge to the guard, and you be put in prison. Truly I say to you, you will never get out until you have paid the last penny. You have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right hand causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of your members than that your whole body be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of your members than that your whole body go into hell. It was also said, whoever divorces his wife, let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you that everyone who divorces his wife, except on the ground of sexual immorality, makes her commit adultery. And whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not swear falsely, but shall perform to the Lord what you have sworn. But I say to you, do not take an oath at all either by heaven, for it is the throne of God, or by the earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not take an oath by your head, for you cannot make one hair white or black. Let what you say be simply yes or no. Anything more than this comes from evil. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. This gospel is the story of being in love. I know that it may seem like something else, but if it does, it only goes to show how little we really know about love these days, and consequently, how easily we can ruin things. Last week, Jesus started the Sermon on the Mount by telling us that he has come to bless us right now, right here in real time. You remember, I think, blessed are the poor in spirit, the meek, the merciful, the mourners, and the peacemakers. But that wasn't the first time that Jesus has held us dear. In the Old Testament reading for this morning, from the book of Deuteronomy, the Lord has already cleared a path through all the pain and struggle and brokenness of this life. And now he appears before Israel and he is begging them, begging them to follow him in love and live. It goes like this. This over here right in front of you, this is life and this is prosperity. That over there, in the ditch, in the cesspool, in the wilderness, that is death and adversity. This right here, 
Right in front of you, this is love and obedience. Over there, that is hate and idolatry. This is blessing in life. That is curses and death. I'm here. I love you. Follow me. Let's go. See it with your eyes. Hear it with your ears. Touch it with your hands. And love it with all your heart. And you will live. That is our Lord holding us dear. That is pure, undeserved, divine love. And it shows us the way home. Today in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus picks up right where he left off several hundred years before in the Old Testament reading. And he is saying the very same thing to his disciples and to you and to me. I'm here right before you, and I love you. And I've cleared the way for you through all the pain and struggle and brokenness of normal life. I love you. Follow me. Let's go. If all of that is true, then why does the Sermon on the Mount today turn into a horror story about gouging out our eyes and cutting off our hands and burning in hell forever? It's a legitimate question. And the answer today is Tolstoy in Anna Karenina. You know this, I'm sure. All happy families are alike. Each unhappy family is unhappy in its own way. Happy families are all alike. Blessed folks are all the same. Disciples of Jesus, all, one after another, see and hear and touch and love the very same divine stuff. They all take the same simple way through the troubles of life, and it is the selfless way of Jesus, the way of his divine love. That simple selfless way of love for God and also for others is spelled out quite clearly and briefly in the Ten Commandments. And it is the Ten Commandments which Jesus is explaining in the Sermon on the Mount today. You probably know them by heart. They are very, very simple. Always have God first in your life. Use his name to baptize your children and say your prayers. Meet back here every Sabbath so that God can serve you and bless you. When you leave, honor your parents, your spouse, and your children. Don't murder. Don't lie, don't cheat, don't steal and be happy with what you've got. That's all. You see, all happy families really are the same. All blessed folk are alike. It's just ten short, brief things that you already know. All disciples touch good stuff and avoid touching bad stuff. It's simple 
and it's how all happy families are alike. But each unhappy family is unhappy in its own way. That's because there are countless ways to break the Ten Commandments. There are only ten short words about what love means, but there are countless ways to break those commandments. There are countless ways to hate God, to have idols, to curse, to envy, and to lie. There are countless ways to destroy ourselves with indescribable cruelty and filth. And each time we touch evil, it leads to more pain and more struggle and more brokenness. And finally, to eternal death. The definition of hell, after all, is very simple. Hell is when God lets the godless have their own way in complete freedom forever. Just think about it, says Jesus. Of course, anger and contempt for another human being are just as toxic as murder. Of course, pornography and strip clubs are just as deadly as having an affair with the next-door neighbor. Of course. And if you insist on playing Would You Rather, then I suppose it probably is better to tear out your eye than to go straight to hell or to cut off your hand to keep yourself from touching evil. But do you really want to do any of that? Why not, says Jesus, choose this, this thing right before you, mercy and humility and peace and reconciliation and blessedness and good, why not choose that instead of touching evil, touching idols, touching anger and lust and murder? Why not live forever before the face of God in beauty and light and warmth and community and love? Why not? This, of course, is nothing new, says Jesus. I've been pointing out differences, he says, between this and that, between good and evil, ever since the Garden of Eden. I, like you, have seen it go wrong a thousand times before, in a thousand permutations. But really, you're reasonable people. Why would you choose pain and struggle and brokenness and evil and eternal death when love is yours and you can live. In the end, the Sermon on the Mount really is a story about being in love, and it's a very simple story. It's the story of how all happy families are alike and how all blessed folks are the same and how all disciples live. It's a short story with just ten words about the heart of God and divine love received as a gift and as a blessing, as a revelation and a redemption 
as reconciliation between you and everybody else, divine and human. It's the story of salvation all bundled up in the flesh and blood of Jesus Christ there for you to touch. The same love that put him on the cross as a ransom for you is now today here for you in baptism and in the words of Scripture spoken and in his Holy Eucharist where that same flesh and blood touches you on the tongue and forgives everything. This shows us that real love is not about pleasure and not about power, the two primary ways that our world defines love. Real love is about self-sacrifice. It is about the other person first the kind of self-sacrifice that is revealed in Christ when he comes to rescue us and to clear our way home. Through the pain of this life to the joy of the next. This is love and it is this simple. Jesus says, here, please, this, not that. Follow me and not your own heart. Touch good and not evil, and be happy and be blessed. It's simple, it's true, and it is yours here today. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.